Hello everyone, it's me, the Ben, or Ben Rosenthal, as people who know my name like to call me. Uh, this is Retro Trigger, where we talk about all things retro, as long as they're 15 years or older. And we've got a very special topic today. We are talking about Season 5 of The Simpsons, which is my personal favourite Simpsons. And I needed an expert. I needed someone who's so well ingrained in Simpsons culture. I needed someone who has created things in the Simpsons universe. Yes, that's right. I have got the one, the only, Mr. Dean Rankin with me here today. Hi, Dean. Hi, hi. A small round of applause for me. Hi, hey, hey, hi. Wow, where'd that come from? That, I know. What, 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 the, um, hi, hi, it's good to be here. And I couldn't help but laughing when you're saying that I'm like, you know, sort of like any kind of Simpsons expert, because I'm really not. <laughs> well, you know, being an expert's in the eye of the beholder, I, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. It's in the eye of the beholder, and and the eye that I'm holding, you are the the most authority, especially especially of season five. But <laughs> well, we look, probably... so, okay, like well, people who don't know me, I, yeah. I I I'm a comic book artist, and I did work on the Simpsons comic book for like eight years. So, um, I you know I guess I'm part of the Simpsons world, um, but uh, yeah, hardly an expert. And for, I have done Simpsons trivia before, and went really really badly. Oh, good, because I've got a quiz at the end for you to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is, this awful. Is time. I went awful, yes. But uh, it's funny, like, we've... Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, where could, like, you mentioned that we did The Simpsons for eight years, the comics. Yeah. How did you get into that? And, uh, you know, just tell us a little bit about the, that whole process. So I... Um, I can, I, can I tell you my, my first? Like, I'm going to go real... I'm going to backtrack really far first. The first time I saw The Simpsons, right, was before the, it was the shorts. But I reckon it was, um, you know, like we used to in the old days, because it's retro, we used to get videos. So you hire a video and they had, where I'm from, from Melbourne, they had, so they had like short, they had Simpsons shorts on some of those videos. So the ones that were were shown on the Tracy Ullman show, which we didn't really have here or as far as I understand No, it, no, we never got um, um, but we had that was the uh, the first time that I ever saw The Simpsons was on, and I reckon it was like say you know John Cusack say anything those kind that kind of era of of videos. I guarantee if you pulled out one of those videos, you would find a Simpsons short before the movie began. Just just, just like one question, cinema. just one question. Yeah. Um, who's John Cusack? John Cusack. That that yeah. was a joke. That I was. Oh, I, was okay. being, I was being a funny man. Oh, I was, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, anyway, you so, yeah, so, so when The Simpsons came out, I, I knew it was coming out, and I think I, was, I had seen it in like in, in, in animation magazines. And I actually had a Bart Simpson t shirt before it came out with the uh, Bart Simpson Who the Hell Are You t shirt. And I wish I had photos of me in it, it would just give me such like street cred. But you know, so anyway, so yeah, <laughs> years later, so then it, you know, it becomes like. A show that we would, you know, in Melbourne, it was on Channel 10, I don't know about, in Adelaide. It was at 6 p.m., like, Monday to Friday, they would show Simpsons. Um, and that was kind of like, you know, like, everyone would just watch it. It was like, you know, the household would stop and we would watch Simpsons. So then, years and years down the track, Simpsons comics becomes a thing. And um, I... Like, so I have a very cartoony style, but um, they were, there was like a, um, oh, so I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you the story. So 
I was doing these kids' magazines. The work dried up. I went to my local Coles to see what was there, and I picked up a Simpsons comic. All of it looked really good, except there was one page that was kind of off-model, and I thought, oh, I could just about do that. I could just about hit that level. Everything else was like, oh, gee, it's because it's, it's really good. Everything's on model. It's a beautiful comic. Um, I and um, but I thought sort of inspired by this um, sort of more mediocre page. I started sending work in, and so I think it was about by the second one I sent through. Second or third, they got in contact with me and said that oh, they they like my work. They would like to use it. So I always did like mainly backup stories like two, four pages. Um, but yeah, I did it for the um, yeah com the complete run uh, until The Simpsons ended, the comic ended, was it the year before last? Yeah, it, wow, that long ago. I thought it was only last year. That long ago, maybe, something like that. Maybe it was 10 years I did it, but it was a while. Yeah, so, um, it was, so it was weird. Like I was like 38 before I even got the gig. So I'd been drawing comics for years and years and years. And if I spoke about it, no one would really know what I did. But now if I say, oh, yeah, I worked on Simpsons comics, it suddenly gives me this credibility. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. But it was, it was a great gig to, to do. And um, um, it was, yeah, something really special. And, uh, yeah, I always feel like it's always going to be the biggest thing I've ever worked on. I'll ever work on. Everybody oh, knows the Simpsons. Well, like, yeah. well, you know, like even like, you know, and like, this isn't bad. That's not a bad thing. It's like, um, I don't know that. Um, it's such, it's such a, uh, it kind of permeates our culture and everyone's culture in some ways. Everybody knows what the characters are. When I, so I wrote the comics as well when I was working on them. And if I did like a Ralph comic, everybody knows how Ralph speaks. I love like there were such well-defined kind of characters, you know, kind of sometimes the story basically writes itself um, because the characters are so well-defined. But it was fun watching, like, because I watched, um, so knowing that we're looking at season five, I went back and watched, I watched three of the episodes. Mm. Was like a squeeze in. Um, but it was all the ones, the ones I watched was like, ah, oh, this is it, right? This is what I loved about them. This is what I loved about this particular era. And there was a number of those things because I would intentionally try to uh, put little Easter eggs in the, in the comics I was doing for about the show, mm -hmm. you know? So, so that was fun. It was fun to look back at some of those episodes and go, Oh, I, that episode actually inspired this comic that I did, you know? So yeah, that was right. Fun. I yeah. noticed that as well. Likewise, I went back and tried to watch some episodes and actually sat down with my daughter and watched summer season five episodes with her just to see what her reaction would be. Um, and it's amazing as I was watching it thinking, I can see where shows like Rick and Morty and uh, other, other community and places like that actually took their, their love from the Simpsons and grew into being writers and whatnot now. Cause uh, when the Simpsons came out, you know, a lot of these writers were in their teenage years and were part of that cultural zeitgeist that watched it every single week religiously and watched it over and over again and memorized it. And every single episode of season five has a quotable line. Well, yes. like you'll quote that line and you've got, yeah, that's from this episode. Well, you better hope you can because that's what we're doing at the end. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into the nitty and gritty. I've just got a little bit of a write-up here for anyone who hasn't heard of The Simpsons or knows what it's about. Yeah, I know, right? It's only been yeah, yeah, yeah. 
30 years. But uh, The Simpsons is an American animated sitcom created by Matt Groening and Fox, uh, well, for Fox Broadcasting Company. Sorry, yeah, I saw the Fox and just automatically got enraged. Um, <laughs> the series is a satirical description of working class life epitomized by The Simpsons family, which consists of Homer, Marge, Bart, Lisa and Maggie. The show is set in a fictional town of Springfield and parodies American culture, society, television, and the human condition. It is the longest-running American sitcom and the longest-running American scripted primetime television series, both in terms of seasons and number of episodes. Now, it has been going on a long, long time. Uh, for you, where did it peak? What are the seasons or the range where you think, yep, that's where it was at its greatest? All right, look, I... Uh, <laughs> I always struggle with this because people go, oh, you know, the first 10 seasons, for instance, were the, were the best ones. But to be honest, I haven't really watched any of the later seasons. Same. So I can't really say that, that you know, that they're particularly worse or anything. It's like somehow it kind of fell off my radar and I think it fell off a lot of people's radar that, it's you know, it's still on. Um, so I, I hope to th that... Um, that maybe thought like I'll get a chance to to look at those episodes more, and that other people will be able to look at those episodes more. I read a book. Um, it's called Planet Simpson, and they talk about now it's kind of the, the slow decline. So there was no point where I feel, and the book kind of talks about that the Simpsons particularly jumped the shark as such, but it's just kind of maybe not quite as quite as edgy or quite as funny, but. I don't know whether that's true or not. The, you know, I just know that I continued to watch The Simpsons up to a point and enjoyed it, and then yep. somehow it just, it just I fell away. Didn't watch it. Sorry? Yeah, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't compulsory viewing anymore. Like you get those TV yeah. shows where you have to watch each and every one, and then like you'll miss an episode and you go, "Oh, it's all right, I'll see it later," and you might catch up on it later. But then after a while, it just sort of fades away. And I mean, this show's been going for almost thirty years now, so. There's uh, a lot there. As I said, it's the longest running scripted American primetime show ever. Um, yeah. and, and it's only natural that, you know, these things change and society change. I mean, think it, when did it debut? 88? Well, 89? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think of the world back then and you think of the world now. That is a huge yeah. leap. You know, some people yeah. haven't even been alive for that long. Um, yeah. So they need to capture new audiences all the time because yeah. you can't always go for the tried and true method um yeah, exactly. there's a lot of episodes like i think you know in the age of netflix and stuff like that you look at the i was surprised to see how many episodes there were per season it's mm. not like say 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 a rick and morty for instance it's not how many i you know i was i, I can't remember how many maybe it's 12 episodes I yeah 10 uh, well the latest season the last episode is next week just to date this podcast yeah. um but because yeah. uh, this isn't going up to august uh, so yeah. <laughs> really dated <laughs> They'll be dead by then uh but yeah rick and morty uh last episode episode 10 of season four so yeah so it's like i just it's not yeah so it's not only how long the show's been going for i think but also the amount of episodes season as well it's massive yeah, 22 amount. per episode and so, like, yeah. those early seasons are all hand-drawn and you know I'm, I'm speaking to an illustrator and an artist you can tell yeah, me how yeah. long you spend on a comic let alone doing yeah, like, yeah. animation exactly right it's brutal absolutely brutal so it's an incredible achievement i think and i think that it's really interesting and sometimes i kind of wonder whether we can't in some ways i'll look at 
the Simpsons more like a, kind of a, a yesteryear kind of thing now. I kind of think of them as just they're like the, the epitome of the nineties in some mm. ways, or you know, and so you know, I don't know, and like they have like almost like an Archie's kind of feel to them now. I know one of the recent um, couch gags had Rick and Morty in it. Yeah. And it makes Simpsons look old. Yep. Uh, and which is kind of, I don't know, kind of, I think kind of unfair for Simpsons because Rick and Morty wouldn't have been there without the Simpsons. Well, similar to know. Family Guy, similar to South Park. I remember because South Park came up after the Simpsons and there was always that debate. who Who's the worst kid, Cartman or Bart? Who's the most mischievous? Yeah, yeah. Who's? Yeah, and then South yeah. Park did it by having Cartman kill a kid's parents and making him eat them. So <laughs> I think that was uh, well and yeah. true. Uh, yeah. yeah, but that, yeah. that Family Guy episode or oh, season of The Simpsons, um, sorry, the South Park episode where uh, they go to end Family Guy and Bart Simpson is in it. I don't know if you've seen yeah. that string of three no. episodes, but it's just brilliant. It's to the point where The yeah. Simpsons just ingrained in the culture now. Yeah, yeah. Now, one thing I did want to ask you as well, which uh, we had a conversation about this a couple of years ago, and I was blown away by when you told it to me, um, the specific models for drawing The Simpsons. So you look at The Simpsons characters, and to yes. the untrained eye, to someone who's not an illustrator, they look uh, very, I don't want to say simplistic, but they're not overly involved to someone who doesn't know what they're looking at. Can you just explain yeah. the... Uh, the attention to detail that goes into drawing the models and the specifications you have to uh, follow yeah. in order to get those characters looking correct. Yeah. So the, I have, I have this, it's a really thick book on the handbook of drawing the Simpsons and the detail has got is actually quite incredible. Like um, Bart has nine points on his head. They're not too pointy. They're not too round. There's kind of this middle ground. The eyeball size is measured by, you know, a certain amount of, you have to be able to fit X amount of eyeballs across the eye. So you don't want the eyeball to be too pinned or you don't want them to be too large. Um, And it's all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, how many head heights everything is. In some ways, and I think they're misleadingly simplistic to look at, to draw The Simpsons, you go, oh, yeah, you know, I, I reckon I could draw The Simpsons. But if you ever actually have a go, like drawing Lisa, for instance, it is brutal. Um, I think so, anyway. I came from a very sort of indie comic background where anatomy was, you know, not a big issue for me. Like, I didn't care about it. The eyes are up and down. But when I started to draw The Simpsons, all suddenly like, oh, I have to learn how to draw. I would just like in my old style, I would just start off with drawing an eye and kind of just build on from there. Not thinking about the substructure of the characters or anything like that. And for all the years that I worked on The Simpsons, I think it was only the last couple of years that I feel like I had a really good handle on drawing the characters. Now, I did want to speak today about season five of The Simpsons, which is my personal favorite season. Um, I really enjoyed seasons two to eight. I think that was yeah. where it was at the height of my uh, interest. Uh, so I've got a little diatribe here very, very quickly. Season five of The Simpsons aired in America on September 30, 1993 and ended up on May 19th, 1994. The season contains some of the series' most acclaimed and popular episodes, including Cape Fear, Homer Goes to College and Rosebud. It also includes the 100th episode, Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song. 
I have no idea that was the title of that episode. <laughs> Uh, the season was nominated for two Primetime Emmy Awards and won an Annie Award for Best Animated Television Program, as well as an Environmental Media Award and Genesis Award. Now, to introduce a couple of uh, well-known characters this season as well. I won't quiz you on them. I'll just uh, <laughs> list them. Uh, so the first one is Cletus. Cletus was oh, in really? season five. Uh, Stampy. Obviously, I think he's only been used yep. a couple of times. Uh, Doug and Gary, who are the nerds. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, and there's another one too. Uh, Data. There's three. there's three. Yeah, Data, I think, was introduced earlier though. Oh, is that right? Okay. Uh, Mindy, Mindy Simmons. Uh, Luigi Risotto, you know, that really horrible stereotype because... Oh, yes, okay, very yes. Very well. And speaking of horrible... Ste- well, not so much horrible stereotype. Uh, the Rich Texan. Oh, okay, yes. All introduced in season five. Uh, this episode, uh, this season was also Conan O'Brien's last season before he left to make uh, uh, another thing that I can't quite remember. Yeah, yeah, something. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go through uh, the episode list, and I'll just give a quick diatribe about it, and maybe just get your thoughts on your memories of those episodes. So we started off with episode eighty-two, Homer's Barbershop Quartet when Homer tells the story of when he was a member of a barbershop quartet called the B-Sharps, consisting, consisting of himself, Principal Skinner, Apu, and Chief Wiggum, who was later replaced by Barney. The group became popular fast, largely due to their hit song, Baby On Board, which won them a Grammy. What do you think about this one? I, haven't, I, I don't remember it. No, oh, no. <laughs> it's basically I, the Beatles ripoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look at it. So, I, I should say, well, I think it was really interesting that you mentioned the ones that, so the ones I, I watched before, you know, the, the episode here is I watched Cape Fear, um, Homer Goes to College of Rosebud. Oh, the, the uh, three that we've got next. So we'll be able to. The three that we already talked about. But the other one, um, you know, I, I vaguely recall it, but I can't say specifically anything about it. It's been years since I, you know, saw it. Sorry. Yeah. It, no, don't apologize. It had uh, George Martin was in it uh, as a cameo. It basically just riffed on the Beatles nonstop. Uh, has some of the the classic jokes where Homer's depressed after winning the ga- the Grammy, and he goes to give the Grammy to the uh, teenager at the room service, and he goes, "Oh, oh thanks," yeah. and goes, "Oh, Grammy," and throws it off <laughs> the balcony, and then you hear down below, "Hey, don't throw your trash down here," and he throws it back up to Homer. Just ongoing gags like that, where the Simpsons were really, really great at. Uh, okay, we'll jump straight into Cape Fear then, which came next, episode eighty three. Bart is worried. He re- uh, Bart is worried when he receives anonymous letters threatening um, him, written in blood, and even more worried when he learns that the sender is Sideshow Bob, and Bob has recently been released from prison. Now you did watch this one. Give us your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's, well, it's obviously a great episode, and I think that um, if you actually you've seen Cape Fear, haven't you? The actual movie. Have you seen? Cape yes. Fear? Yeah, yeah, many, yeah, many yeah. years ago. Yeah, and I just think yeah, and it was I had seen. It rel- like when I first saw this episode, it was I had seen the the Cape Fear movie not that long before, so I was getting all the little references right along. It's very clever. The um, sideshow Bob is my favourite character to draw, by the way. And I, oh, really? And yeah, yeah. Um, I just think he's so I don't know. He's so expressive and he's so goofy, and so watching rewatching this episode reminded me like I did. It was at least two stories, basically riffing off this episode. I did one where called um, 
the sideshow redemption, which is um, um, the sideshow Bob escaping from prison, like um, the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, wow. Uh, and another one as well where, I don't know, he's killing, he's like doing it like a little song, a Christmas song about killing Bart, I think it was. But the, certainly a, a rake makes, makes an appearance. Now, I was wondering, like, like the whole rake, standing on the rake thing, whether this was the first time the rake thing comes up. But, um, yeah, I don't know. But it's, yeah. For those of you know. who aren't familiar, it's the scene where Sideshow Bob steps and a rake smacks him in his head and he goes, <laughs> and then turns and another rake steps and goes in his head. And yeah, goes, yeah. And then it pans out and there's 50 rakes lying around and he just keeps walking yeah, and getting smacked in the head. So uh, it's, it's very clever. And I think in some way it's, it's what it stood out for me was actually the music about how sort of, sort of sinister and impactful that was given how kind of, you know, simplistic and naive theoretically the artwork is. You know, no. there was, yeah, they were, I mean, they were really able to make a, a nice kind of mood there. Some of the, the you know, the stand-up things for me was like, um, I don't know, Homer wearing his witness protection T-shirt and hat. Um... Yeah, um, <laughs> um, when Sideshow Bob is um, like he's writing these notes in blood, but that he's writing out his shopping list, and there pretty- Snake goes, "Get a pen, Sideshow Bob." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be doing um, impersonations throughout this whole thing, by the way. So I'm very yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. to everyone listening, um, <laughs> but we all do it, and you're just going to have to indulge me because it's my <laughs> podcast. All right, well, we'll move on to Homer Goes to College, which is one of my favourite episodes of all time, yes. uh, episode eighty-four and third of the season. Homer learns that he's unqualified for his own job at the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant because he has no college training in nuclear physics. He enrolls at Springfield University, where he tries to live the stereotypical college life of pranks and parties and gets three of his nerd tutors to go along with him. Now, this was the episode uh, that Conan O'Brien is credited with being the main writer on uh, and was one of the last ones he wrote before he left to make his own show. Tell us what you think about uh, Homer Goes to College, Dean. Uh, I mean, it's hilarious. And I think I want to really, you know, it just is, I can't even remember the actor's name, but it is, is that kind of that, that classic old guy goes to college kind of thing. And I just, I, Rodney I Dangerfield. Played, yeah. Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. I just think yeah. it's, it, and it's looks at how stupid I think those kind of movies are in some ways, but um, Homer is like, I don't know, just to a T is, just hilarious with his pranks. Mm. Um, I was surprised to see how many memes actually came out of that episode. That's the, the thing is, like, you watch these episodes and you go, oh, that's where that came from. Oh, that's where that came from. And I think yeah, in yeah. five, that's sort of like the epitome of it, like Homer yelling out the card, no! Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then the jock coming by and he goes, hey, buddy, did you see that nerd? He goes, excuse me? <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's very much based on Back to School starring Rodney Dangerfield, which is sort of like yes. your uh, late, uh, early 80s, uh, lame, <laughs> lame, uh, pun-filled, uh, dropkick school-type film that you've seen. Yeah. Um, they are funny, but uh, you, you don't hold up well in today's environment. A lot of jokes. Yeah. So at least the um the, the and like you mentioned like the, the nerds as well they're such great characters and great looking characters as far as their design goes and I I made sure um I, I got to do a um uh a issue of um 
uh, uh, Treehouse of Horror, mm-hmm. and made sure that so that the uh, the nerds um, feature in that. Um, um, and that was the only time I got to draw them, but I would love to have a chance to draw those guys again because they're hilarious. Moving on to the next episode, which is what the other episode that you watched, uh, episode eighty-five. Uh, of the series and number four of the season, Rosebud. Mr. Burns remembers his long lost childhood toy, a teddy bear named Boo and wants to retrieve it. Maggie is discovered to be in possession of the bear, which leads to Burns trying to attempt, uh, trying to tempt the Simpson family to giving the bear back. What do you, why is it called Rosebud? Do you think, is that like a, is that about, is it a, is it a play on a movie or something like that? Uh, it's or? a play on Citizen Kane where, um, Charles Foster Kane is dying in the open and his last word is Rosebud. And the whole premise of the movie is to find out what Rosebud actually was. And it turns out it was his childhood sleigh that that was the only place where he actually felt like a child because he had such a harsh upbringing. The early episodes of the Simpsons were all about referencing things that influenced them. So nowadays you'll see shows like Rick and Morty or South Park or Family Guy referencing things in the Simpsons because that's what their influence was. A lot of the writers were influenced by the movies of the eighties. There's Indiana Jones references. Homer goes to college, for example, a huge reference to uh, back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. Cape fear is obviously based on Cape fear. The Beatles, uh, these early episodes were all based on stuff that influenced them. Yeah, um, that's funny, and and so that was like so where where Mr. Burns is like like having his his sort of uh, nightmare at the beginning, and he drops the snow cone. I'm sure there's no doubt related to it's scene for scene from Citizen yeah, Kane. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's uh, again a huge influence. Um, now Bobo, uh, now I'm trying to think. Um, this episode. What what are the, some of the classic scenes out of this episode? I know there's obviously the one at the start where Mr. Burns goes to steal Bobo from Maggie and Maggie mm. holds onto it and the gag is that he's no stronger. I think it's the first time we've actually seen this episode, but, uh, see this joke. He's no stronger than Maggie. Like he, he struggles yeah. to take the bear off Maggie. She's not putting yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and, he's, and, he's try, and he's giving um, Smithers the beating of a lifetime as well. That's right. If he's in this, this episode. Um, it's yeah, it's look, it's a lot of fun, and um, um, yeah, I just yeah, it's it's a it's a fun, it's a, you know, just a fun, clever episode, and lots of you know, cute little gags that go along with it. But I think also what it highlights is what, I, and I think what I found at the time was I kind of thought, oh, the, the Simpsons can be kind of cheesy, you know. But what I what I'm, as as I've got older and matured, why well, I, I do like looking back and saying that kind of the, the heart mm. of it, I think if it was purely satire biting this whole time, then I don't think um, we would, uh, we would love them quite as much. It's kind of no. the humanity that comes out of like, you know, Homer's a moron, but like he loves his kids. His heart's and always in a good place. Even if he is being selfish. He, yeah, he exactly try. right. Yeah. Yeah. So and I did I held, I, I did pitch a, a Bobo story with Smithers dressed up and having like kind of this uh, a, a dream of him uh, you know spending time with Mr Burns but it never got up I um, how the Simpsons worked is that I would send you know multiple of multiple uh, sort of script ideas um, and I'm surprised of how many are, are there some of them. Um, are pretty out, you know, pretty out there, and that's why they didn't get used. Um, <laughs> but I would say I would send the kind of roughs off. Excuse me. 
<coughs> Hopefully you can edit that cough out. Yep, I sure. Was the, I was saying the rough's off and... No, that cough's going to stay in, by the way, I've decided. <laughs> that's, uh, that's there forever. But anyway, you were saying... The, um, um, yeah, so I would send, like, uh, have these ideas and so I wouldn't send them off as, as scripts, generally speaking. I would just draw them up as roughs because even though I was writing, I predominantly see myself as, a, as an illustrator. And to show the gags, I would send these little roughs off. And, yeah, I did one, yeah, really way out ones, but um, which would be nice to see published one day. But one of them, yeah, is a bit of um, a, a gag about Smithers having these, you know, this, like, this beautiful dream about spending time with Mr. Burns and ultimately he wakes up and... Um, I've got it written down. So Burns was, um, in the end, he, he, he wakes up hearing uh, Mr. Burns yelling at him and he's coming, Mr. Burns, and in the end, he goes, oh, be a good chap and masticate this porridge for me and empty the bedpan. I forgot which is which. <laughs> uh, but, so, anyway, they didn't use it. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought? Um, just so, on that, did you ever design or create any characters in The Simpsons that sort of got into the comic and became... Yeah, no, they, um, originally I was doing, um, I would just draw sort of random kids in the background at the school and they asked me not to. And I think mainly maybe because you're kind of incidentally making characters mm. up. Um, I don't know, I did. Um, there is one that stands out where... Um, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Millhouse is playing with his action figure and he sticks it up his nose. So, the, But the character kind of comes to life and he's fighting this like snotball monster. All right. Millhouse's nose. So I guess the monster is my creation. <laughs> I there made, you go. I made a monster that lives inside Millhouse's nose. And yeah, yeah. So. Cannot wait for that action figure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Um, yeah, so that would be probably it. I, I did, I did tend to just use the characters that were obviously there. It's such a rich kind of field to mine in some ways. Well, uh, I know one of those, uh, places where writers were able to create and go on really weird paths was the Treehouse of horror and coming up next is Treehouse of horror four. And I love these Treehouse of horror things. Uh, as a kid, when they first came out, I was really confused because I didn't understand uh, canonical storylines and non-canonical storylines or anthologies. Yeah, yeah. And like there was these yeah. episodes where Homer gets turned into a donut and you think, well, hang, hang on. Uh, but he's not a donut in the next episode. How's that? Yeah, how are yeah, they going to move forward? What, what are they doing? Yeah. Um, it really freaked me out. But then after I actually realized, Oh, hang on, that doesn't really happen. It's sort of like an elsewhere really, really enjoyed them. Um, so this episode of Treehouse of horror, we had the devil and Homer Simpson the, said, uh, uh, donut at the end with the, the police mm. waiting for him to come out and Flanders as the devil uh, classic episode there with Homer. It has that toy. That episode has Homer where he's strapped into hell. He has to spend the day in hell and he goes, Oh, so you like donuts, do you have all uh, in the world? Like the ironic punishment. Yeah, and yes. then the further irony being that he eats them all and then goes more. Uh, like more, he, more, he want, yeah, yeah he's, and there's they had a figure made. Have you ever seen the figure of that? I have, and I don't. I want to buy that one. I haven't got that one, but that's certainly on my to buy list. 
for those who oh, haven't seen it, it's Homer slaying strapped in, big and yeah, obese, big and, and the uh, the donuts fall into his mouth in an uh, ongoing cycle. Um, but it's motorized, like yeah. it's all fully motorized, and it's really to scale, and it's a beautiful looking figure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then we had so, okay, I'll just talk about figures really quickly. Yes. I know that we talked about Cape Fear, the um, the the itchy and scratchy episode in that one, uh, where um, uh, uh, um, Scratchy gets um, neutered, and it's the laser. Do you know, like, you yes, know, yeah, yeah, the bond, like, the bond, the bond, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I do have that figure. It's gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> uh, terror at five and a half feet. Barton witnesses a gremlin attacking the school bus and tries to warn everyone, but nobody believes him because they don't see the gremlin. Uh, yeah. And it all, of course, ends with uh, the gremlin holding up Flanders' head and goes, Adley doodly, Bart. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a direct ripoff. Of, oh, I say ripoff. Homage. Same thing. Homage. <laughs> to the uh, Twilight Zone, um, yeah. both movie and the TV series. Yeah, yeah, okay. The gremlin yeah. outside the plane. Uh, and finally, one of my favourite mini uh, Treehouse of Horror uh, shorts ever, Bart Simpson's Dracula, which is where Mr. Burns is uh, Dracula. Oh, cool. yes, they have yes. so many good gags in there. Um, mm. the, the one that means a lot to me is, uh, I don't know if you played much Doom back in the 90s, a video game. Yes, I did. Yeah, I did, did you yeah. play any of the mods? For doom. No, I've never played the mods. No. So uh, hackers and programmers made their own uh, made their own doom mods. So there was one, the Muppets, uh, the Muppets Kitchen of Doom, I think it was called, where you played oh, the Swedish right? chef, and uh, all the uh, demons were enemies, and you just walk around and you know slice up onions and whatnot instead of demons. They had a Simpsons one where you play Homer. And yeah. they ripped uh, audio files directly from the TV show. And one of them is from here. When you go up to battle uh, uh, Mr. Burns as the final boss, uh, it, it's that message that he plays on the intercom. He goes, ah, good, more victims to add to my ever-growing army of the undead. He goes, oh, sorry, ah. I'm going to take the finger off the button. Oh, son of a bit! And cuts right there. <laughs> Just little things like that. Uh, Mr. Burns coming down the staircase and his shadow like playing with the yo-yo. Um, and again, just riffing off uh, established um, law that comes from within the film. It's just a great... And then the twist at the end being that Mr. Burns isn't the head vampire. It's actually Marge because she has that life outside of the house. And <laughs> then I think that ends with the uh, gas coming in and turning everyone inside out. Oh, I might be getting that wrong. I might be getting that crossed. No, I don't remember that even, I'm sure. Anyway, next episode is Marge on the Lamb. Marge and uh, the family's neighbour, Ruth Powers, have a girls' night out, hanging out at a country bar and doing some target shooting using a farmer's antique cans as targets. I'm a cans. Uh, Homer <laughs> hires Lionel Hutz to babysit the kids and goes out to have some fun of his own. Uh, this was just a... What's the... Thelma the Louise? Yes, the one. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, where they even drive off the end like Thelma and Louise. Spoiler alert for a 40-year-old film. Uh, they drive off the cliff and go crashing. And in the movie, of course, it freeze frames and it has them choosing to live free than... Uh, die, yeah, die yeah. free than live as a prisoner or whatever it was. But in The Simpsons, they turn that on its angle and, and they crash into the uh, garbage that is <laughs> just piling up and they're safe. Um, not a well-known episode. Probably one of the weakest of the season, I think. Uh, mm. I don't know. I mean, do you have any, any memories of that particular episode? I certainly, I, I certainly watched it and thought it was okay. I don't recall it being particularly stand out. That's, I, that's know, the... Uh, 
Sorry, yeah, that, 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 that was just going to say that I think the general uh, thoughts on that episode. Yeah, it's okay. There's certainly no bad episodes, but when you're surrounded by classic episodes like that, it's really hard to stand yeah. out, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, likewise with the next episode, Bart's inner child. Uh, so Marge realizes that she is addicted to nagging and consults a self-help guru, Brad Goldman, uh, Goodman, sorry, to overcome it. Marge mm-hmm. later, takes the family to hear Goodman speak, hoping that he can do something about Bart's bad behavior. Instead, Goodman uses Bart an example of how people should behave. Do what you feel like. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. And then the whole, the whole town takes that on board, don't they? Yeah. Hey, pal, I don't feel like it. Well, I don't. Yeah. And it ends up as majority of these things do them all fighting. Yes. Uh, next boy scouts in the hood. Uh, Bart and Milhouse go on, go on an all syrup squishy bender and Bart awakens the next morning to find he's joined the Boy Scouts S group called the Junior Campers. Bart at first hates the group and wants to quit, especially when he learns the patrol leader is Ned Flanders, but comes to enjoy it when he discovers that the skills he learns are highly useful for pranking Homer. Oh, yes, okay, yeah. Uh, this is with Ernest Borgnine, in, I believe, as uh, a tour guide or captain uh what i remember most from this is right at the very end where mm. <laughs> they realize that they've left the rest of the campers out there and um, oh yeah 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 yes yes again i could be see i thought that was the jason the friday at 13th um so i could be we, re- we really should have like watched the whole season yeah because i thought oh yeah that's that episode yeah, because is it like so? Is that episode where like the squishy bender? Is that where they still steals the car and there's, they're all piled in? No, is that the no, no. The, no. the squishy bender is him and Milhouse doing uh, New York, New York, Springfield, Springfield. It's a hell of a town. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go yeah, Springfield, yeah. Springfield, and the guy comes and goes New York, New York, and they go, Hey, New York is that away? Thanks, kid. <laughs> Uh, it's just one of those little lines that I find myself repeating a lot. Though. Thanks, kid. Uh, kids. <laughs> just said in that, that line. Do you ever have line, that where yeah. you're watching an episode and you go, oh, hey, I say that. That's where that came from. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, I, I, I surely believe you can have like a full conversation just by Simpsons quotes. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, we should try that and fail miserably. It'd make for a really good <laughs> yeah, fail miserably. Yeah. Uh, ep- uh, episode 90 and number nine of the season, The Last Temptation of Homer. Homer finds himself highly attracted to Mindy Simmons, a new employee at the Springfield nuclear power plant, but is torn between having an affair with her and his marriage to Marge. Mm. Uh, this one, of course, with, Oh, Mindy, you came and you bought me it. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's right. That's Again, right. one of the We Care episodes, I think, just because I didn't yeah. at that age care about relationships. <laughs> like, Who's the, um, who plays the Mindy? Is there that a guess? Is a good question. Who plays Mindy? Um, it would be a female. It would be. But <laughs> I, I imagine, I think she's like a guest kind of star. They did they? Uh, she was, that wasn't the, oh. Oh, it certainly was. It was yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, is that right? Okay. Oh, there you go. Just Michelle Pfeiffer. Just Michelle oh. Pfeiffer. How about that? That's, uh, yeah. So there you go. Michelle Pfeiffer was on there. Uh, Springfield or how I learned to stop worrying and love legalized gambling. Now this was a classic episode as well. Uh, declining economy prompts Springfield to legalize gambling and Mr. Burns opens a casino. Homer is hired as a blackjack dealer and becomes popular amongst customers when they realize he always loses. 
Marge, however, becomes addicted to gambling, ignoring her family in favor of playing the slot machines. This is, of mm. course, the, uh, uh, I think the most famous scenes are Gamblor. I call him Gamblor uh, when Homer's describing the monster that has his mother and actually comes up with a backstory for it. Okay. I and, do not remember that at all. Okay, yep. And Mr. Burns lives in the casino because it's making him so much money and becomes like a Howard Hughes recluse walking around with tissue box on his hands, not cutting his fingernails. And he defaults <laughs> the Spruce Moose, which is a, a plane. And when, that's how he, he misses his uh, nuclear power plant uh, and holds up a, a model of uh, the Spruce Moose and goes, quick, Smithers, get in. He goes, oh, sir, that's a model. I couldn't possibly. And he, Mr. Burns holds up a gun and says, I said, get in. <laughs> Again, uh, these little classic things yeah. I, I think are ingrained in people's eyes. I'm just going to fly through this. Stop when you want to talk about something as well, Dean. I'm high. Okay, okay. Uh, Home of the Vigilante. Uh, not a very rememberable episode. Burglar steals Lisa's saxophone. Homer forms a vigilante gang. Yeah. Uh, Bart gets famous. Bart seeks away. Uh, Bart sneaks away from a school field trip and ends up getting a job assisting Krusty the Clown. When Krusty puts Bart into a sketch as a last minute replacement for Sideshow Mel, Bart flubs his line and accidentally trashes the stage. He then says, I didn't do it, which the audience finds hilarious. Now, the funny thing here is that there's a segment where Bart, after he is famous, goes on the Conan O'Brien show. Yes. Researching this is they wrote that joke before Conan's show had even been approved. Oh, no. Yeah. So is that right? Yeah, Conan was still a member of the writing team at this stage uh, and was no, pitching the Conan O'Brien show and they wrote it in, uh, I guess, in hopes that he would get the job. That's incredible. Yeah. Is that right? I had no idea. That's oh, funny. neither did I. It, yeah, it could be completely yeah. false and someone just made it up. But it was on Wikipedia, so I think it's true because everything well, it must be true. is true. Yeah. Uh, Homer yeah. and Apu. Like, but just like he, it just ends, doesn't it? Suddenly it's not that funny anymore. Yeah. Is that, is that, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, he goes, I didn't do it. And then he just hits, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Krusty explains to him that that's showbiz. Like, fi- yeah, but finally yeah. comes to terms with it and then he, he's out. And then right yeah. at the very end, something breaks and Homer goes, don't. And back goes, hey, caramba. And all the catchphrase people coming in. <laughs> yes, out. yes. Yeah, I do remember that. Yes. Um, yeah, well, like they learn a lesson or something. And then they all look at Lisa, expecting Lisa to say a catchphrase. And she just goes, I'll be in my room and walks off. (laughs) And Homer goes, oh, that's the worst catchphrase ever. Uh, Homer and Abu. Homer gets food poisoning twice from expired products at the Quickie Mart. When Ken Brockman does an expose on the store, Apu is fired and replaced by an actor, James Woods. (laughs) Oh, that's right. He's he's Uh, doing the method acting thing. Yeah. Apu moves in with the Simpsons and Homer decides to help Apu by going with him to India so he can ask the Quickie Mart chain owner for his job back. Yes, uh, it's not. I think the most memorable thing out of there is they go to the big guru and he goes, "You have three questions." Yes. And Homer yes. says, "Are you really the guru?" He goes, "Yes." He goes, "Really? Yes. yes. Really? <laughs> yes." Thank you. Come again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now this was a good episode. A couple of good episodes coming up actually. Lisa versus Malibu Stacy. Ah oh, yes, yeah. Lisa is dissatisfied with the new Malibu Stacy doll because everything it says is demeaning to women. Such as "Don't ask me, I'm just a girl." I think is the famous yeah, one. Yes, yes. Uh, as well as <laughs> Lisa going in and saying, "Don't you realize that the dolls are saying something uh, that's completely wrong?" And one of them goes, "Yeah," and pulls the ripcord and goes, "My spider sense tingling. Anyone call for a web slinger?" 
<laughs> As a Spider-Man fan, I loved that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa visits and, uh, Stacey. This, they had, this is the one that had another guest starring for, like, the creator of Malibu Stacy was, I want to say it's What's-Her-Face from Romancing the Stone. That's what I believe. Uh, that would have been who? Um... Oh, I'm trying to look. I tried to look it up when you were talking to drive again. Well, actually, it was, but I can't yeah, find yeah, who sorry, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, Kathleen Turner. Yes, you're right. How do I Kathleen Turner. Um, great character. I like. I really liked Stacey Lovell. Uh, yeah. th- was this also the episode where um, they Smithers is revealed to have the biggest collection of Malibu Stacey dolls? Collection. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And he logs onto his computer. It's the first ever deep fake. <laughs> Hello, Smithers. You're quite good at turning me on. <laughs> and Smithers just turns to Lisa and goes, oh, you should probably ignore you saw that. <laughs> uh, Deep Space Homer. Now, this is actually oh, a classic. Homer is passed over yet again for Worker of the Week Award at the nuclear mm-hmm. power plant. Uh, the award this time going to an inanimate carbon rod. Carbon rod. That's that one. Wow. At the same time, NASA decides to launch an average American into space to improve TV ratings for space missions. Homer and Barney are selected as candidates and Homer is chosen to make the, sh- uh, to make the shuttle flight. As mm. Buzz Aldrin was in this one. Oh, it uh, wasn't really. With, with the famous line, he goes, oh, this is uh, the second man on the moon, Buzz Aldrin. And he comes in and goes, seconds right after first. <laughs> Again, I've got way too many Simpsons quotes in my head doing absolutely nothing. Nothing, nothing. It's wasted. It's, that's a beautiful scene where he opens up the, his packet of chips on the shuttle and he has to he eats them all yep you know dude it's all like, oh, in, like yeah in zero space and he's that zero space, you know, things like it's it's spinning around and the you know the ants are released is it sweet sweet freedom that they yeah like, <laughs> horrible horrible and um, uh sweet for oh, sweet horrific i can't remember what the line was but it's hilarious yep and careful the, they're uh, ruffled yeah, yeah yeah it was just the and the it's beautiful, it's gorgeous. The 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 animation of him eating those chips. Well, I guess but you'd I, come at it from as an artist as well, and an illustrator. You'd come at it looking at these episodes as how much time and effort would go into making that beautiful segment mm. of Homer floating through and eating that sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, how much more trying would that be as someone drawing that sort of stuff as opposed to a normal episode? Yeah, look, look, I'm, I'm not an, an animator, but like, I think that you start to, it's just the, the framing and the, I don't know, when, when, because I'm pretty sure the shuttle spins around at the same time. When you've got things like, I don't know, when the background's moving more and the characters are going forward, I think, oh, I don't know, I, I, almost some of it's in slow motion, I think, which I, I don't know how you would even start to do something like that. Just gorgeous, just you know, and not just gorgeous for gorgeous sake. It's gorgeous to show, to move the story on. Mm. You know, it's it's to um, yeah, it's something really special about that episode. I think. Yeah, well, I mean, this episode for me, uh, it really it was. The, I remember it's the first time I learnt to structure a joke that uh, I'd never seen or heard of before, which is just uh, when. Buzz Aldrin and Homer get into a fist fight up there in space and uh, Homer grabs the inanimate carbon rod 
And he goes, I'll smash you. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, now I've got you. And he goes back. He winds back to smash Buzz Aldrin with the rod. And it gets stuck in the door, uh, which is, uh, I think, the handle broke off the door. And the rod seals the door. Uh, and um, they go, oh, well, Homer, wait. If that inanimate carbon rod holds up, we might actually survive the re-entry into Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> and Homer pauses for a second and goes, I'll smash you good. And... <laughs> Just that uh, whole expectation, like the gag is that yes. he gets the rod, it saves him, but he doesn't care. He wants to... Doesn't care, yeah, exactly right. The writing. I, I think the writing and the pacing of these episodes is something that The Simpsons did really, really well around this time. Um, the yes. gags, the setup and the punchlines, and then the further punchline, uh, which either calls back to it or follows on, is just great. Yes. Uh, next episode, Homer loves Flanders. Homer is unable to get tickets to the pigskin classic football game. But Ned Flanders has an extra and invites Homer to come to the game as his guest. They have a good time and Homer is grateful, but his gratitude turns annoying when he, const- uh, his gratitude turns annoying when he constantly hangs out with Ned. That's where yeah. Ned has the dream about going up the clock tower and just snipering people off. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, probably not the best episode to show. Anyway, this was the last episode Conan pitched before he left. Okay. Uh, Bart gets an elephant. Bart wins yep, a radio contest you. where he has Stampy. Um, and Mr. Burns wants to buy it to, I don't know, whatever. Not a, that memorable one. Lots of people quote it, especially with Stampy, but, uh, yeah. I, I, I think liked, I remember, I remember like particularly the, the ending of, um, like Stampy's like being, a, being an asshole really. And then like Homer is doing the same thing. Do you remember that? I don't know. Yeah. I just think it was funny. It was just like a, just like a, you know, just that to show that. I can't remember all of the term, the words they use, but it's like just pig-headed kind of thing. Like, you know, Stampy's just a bad guy, like people, you know? Mm. There's, yeah, there's art. some people, some animals are just assholes. Yeah, and Homer's. Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. I, I'd like to write at the start where Bart wins the radio contest and he's like, well, kid, you can have $10,000 or an elephant. And Bart goes, well, I've had a long thing and I think I'm going to have to go the elephant. And goes, <laughs> no, that's just a gag. I, like, I want my elephant. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ah, uh, Burns Air, another classic episode. Mr. Burns nearly drowns in his bathtub and decides he needs to find an heir. He holds auditions and rejects many local children, including Bart. But when Bart takes revenge by vandalizing Mr. Burns' mansion, Burns decides that Bart is what he's looking for and selects him to be his heir. Now, I think the most uh, memorable part of this, especially for me, is actually in the outtakes. Um, I don't know if you've... the big. Simpson 374th Spectacular, way down the line, they had an outtake of a deleted scene. Uh, It's where Homer's trying to get Bart back. And in the actual episode, um, I can't remember, I can't even remember what the real joke is, but it's Homer going, oh, what, Mr. Burns, you release the dogs or the bees, the dogs that shoot bees, and when they bark at you, the bees fly out of their mouth. Uh, In the actual episode, Mr. Burns just locks the door, and Homer goes, oh, he locked the door, and then he ding-dong dashes him, where you ring the bell and run away. In the deleted scene, Mr. Burns goes, release the robotic Richard Simmons. And the <laughs> robot version of Richard Simmons comes out and starts instructing Homer on how to uh, do exercises. And that's yeah. Homer and he runs away and he goes, oh, good. Um, and then it, the robotic Richard Simmons turns on Mr. Burns and starts coming towards them. And Mr. Burns gets freaked out and uh, Smithers pulls out a shotgun and says, I'll take care of this and shoots uh, the robotic Richard Simmons in the head who turns around and does that infamous Terminator 2 T-1000 scene where there's a hole in the yeah. shot and it morphs back in. 
for me, that's a lot more memorable and a lot better joke than the one that they had. Obviously, I had to cut it to runtime, I guess. Uh, next is episode is the, 100. Sorry. I was going to say, isn't it incredible? I think the, uh, like the, the, the same voice actor doing Mr. Burns and Smithers at the same time, I just find that, yeah, I was thinking about that today, how incredible that is you just would never you just you're just watching it but like you know is he swapping voices as the conversation is going does yeah. he re- record mr burns first then come back as smithers but well do they record the lines separately how does he get that banter yeah. because i know justin roiland i've seen talks with him because he does both rick and morty and he's yeah. there and he just talks to each other and i mean you can sort of tell with justin roiland because it's the same voice but yeah. for someone like uh, who is it who does it um it's not Harry Sheeman, is it? Oh, I don't know. That's one of them. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> to have two completely different voices to the point where you wouldn't know it was the same voice uh, to yes. be able to do that. Yeah, that's just crazy. Yeah. Um, sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song. Uh, Bart brings Santa's little helper to school for show and tell. The dog is a hit with the kids, but he escapes and causes a series of mishaps resulting in Principal Skinner being fired. Flanders is hired as principal and Skinner rejoins the army. So mm. a couple of classic scenes in here. Uh, they have the alien uh, homage with Santa's little helper in the air ducts with oh, yes. Willie going after him. This is also the one, again, as we we're talking about before with the memes where he rips off his shirt and he's ripped and goes, lunch lady Doris, do you have any grease? <laughs> yes. He rips him. Then grease me up, woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and also uh, I'm going to need... Uh, Homer or someone says to Principal Skinner, you're going to have to make a pass at your um, supervising sergeant. He goes, done and done. And I mean done. <laughs> and I, as a kid, I, and I'm still not too sure. Is that a romantic pass or is that a, a taking a swing? Yeah, I was not yeah. sure of that one. Uh, but yeah, basically Skinner becomes friends with Bart. Yeah. The boy who knew too much. Bart ditches school as he considers such a day for one, two, but ditches school. Principal Skinner is aware of the ditching and tracks him down, but fails to capture him. This is where that meme comes from. That's that one. No, it's, it's the one. No, it's, it's, it's the children. The, that, it was a, that's a, that's a great episode as well. Uh, it's and the one where Mayor the, Quimby's uh, nephew, Chowder, say Chowder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say Chowder. <laughs> um, also in that sign, uh, when Bart, they're in the court case for Maya Quimby and Bart has this evidence, but if he gives the evidence, he's going to incriminate himself from ditching school. That's, that's right. And that's they're right. in the court case and Bart's trying to wonder what's happening. And Skinner is on the jury along with Homer. And yeah. Bart looks over at uh, Skinner, who's just staring at him. He goes, I know you can he read my thoughts, Bart. Yes. I just want you to know that as soon as you admit, I've got right where I want you. And then he looks across to Homer and he goes... I know you can read my thoughts, boy. Meow, 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 meow. Is that the one where Homer's got the eye glasses on? That he's like his glasses are, that his eyes are open, but he's really sleeping? Yep, yep. Yep, yep. And he puts them on and they go, excuse me, he's not even awake or paying attention. And he goes, give me them. And he goes, oh, and then puts another pair on where it's slightly different glasses. Yeah, yeah. No, he's going, oh. Uh, next one, 102 in episode 21 of the season. Lady Beauvais, Bo- Lady Beauvais's lover. Grandpa falls for Marge's mother, Jackie. Uh, they begin dating, but Jackie then favors and dates Mr. Burns instead. Mm. 
and this is the scene where they're getting married and it's Mr. Mrs. Bouvier, which is a yeah. reference to another classic film that I can't remember. Yeah. I, look, I, I vaguely remember that one, but I can't remember anything specific that stands out. This is the one where Mr. Burns makes a joke to Jackie and she goes, oh, Monty, you're the devil himself. And he goes, who told you? Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I think the little character jokes is what I really love about uh, the yeah. Simpsons episodes. Like they characters, are, especially in this time, are so well uh, ingrained and they know who each character is. They can make these little jokes. Mm. All right, last episode. Secrets of a successful marriage. Homer signs up to teach a class about keeping a successful marriage at a learning annex as he is tired of being called slow. He's at first unsuccessful and can only keep the class's interest by telling them secrets about Marge and what she and Homer do in their bedroom. <laughs> uh, again, not a very memorable episode. But eh, meh. Look, sometimes I, look, I, I feel bad that I didn't get to watch these ones again because you know you can watch them and go, oh, this is where that's from, and even the bad episodes, the ones that maybe not stand out, there's always like, great little one-liners. There's some mm. like, yeah, it's a, it is a solid season though. Oh, it's a great season, and I was actually disappointed that a lot of my other favorite episodes weren't in there because I was hoping it was just going to be this one encompassing system uh, season. And you go, yep, that's season, it. That, yeah. That's the one I want to watch. Yeah. But it makes for another podcast at a future time. <laughs> uh, now, very, very quickly, we've got two little things to go through before I let you get back to your very important work. Uh, <laughs> we've heard about this whole Simpsons predicting the future. Yes. What yes. do you make of that whole thing? Uh, it's, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, it's just the Simpsons have been around for so long. They're going to hit some yeah. home runs. Yeah, yeah. I just it's interesting. The um it's like it's you know, and, and kind of scary at the same time. I mean I don't I don't think that's they really do. If that's what the, you know, if it's a serious question, no, but I think it's you know, if, I think it's funny when they do. Mm. Uh well this season had three examples of it. Yeah, okay. So uh in season five, episode ten, Springfield, uh a German magic duo comes to Springfield where one of them's mauled by their white tigers in a sequence yeah. similar to what happened to Roy Horn uh, of Siegfried and Roy in 2003. So that was 10 years before it actually happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. But again, you know, these guys hang you around could, with a tiger. You could pick that one up. Yeah, yeah. yeah you could. Yeah, eventually it's going to take one of them. Mm. Uh, NASA sends a random person into space, which of course happened this season, as the United Kingdom did in 2013 when they sent non-astronaut Oliver Knight into space. Mm, Again, yeah. 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 Bit, yeah. If they got the inanimate carbon rod parade down, then yeah, yeah. I it, but again, um, lunch lady Doris is shown using assorted horse parts now with more testicles in her cooking, predictive of Europe's 2013 horse meat scandal. I'm not quite sure what that is, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not convinced about that one either. I think they'll probably be you know sneaking horse meat in for. For years. But what about right. the testicles, Dean? Well, Do you ever sorry? consider the testicles? What about the testicles? Do you ever <laughs> think about the testicles? Not enough people give thought to testicles. No, not really. Not those <laughs> ones. All right. We're going to do a quick quiz. Okay. Oh, sure. God. Yeah. <laughs> to finish it up. All right. All it is, I'm going to read out a quote, and you're going to try and guess the episode it came from in season five. Oh, God. This is bad. Well, to help Can you I out, say? 
Yeah. And uh, before we before we begin this, right? That you know, I was talking about that that the trivia thing I was at, right? Yeah. 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 Now, Matt Groening. This I'm dropping names here. <laughs> it was at a Sydney Opera House, and Matt Groening was there. Oh. He he appeared during the the um uh the trivia quiz, and they while they were there, they asked him a couple of questions, and he got them wrong. So if he can't get them right. Don't blame me how bad I'm looking on this one. So <laughs> now did you get to meet Matt Groening? I did. Yeah. How was yeah. that? So um he I had never met eventually I went up I went to San Diego Comic Con two years ago and finally got to meet the people who worked on Bongo, right? Mm-hmm. Up until that point, I hadn't spoken to anyone on the phone, I hadn't met anyone in person from the the editorial team at all wow um so um so matt Grant, so i'd met uh, um oh I mean, this is really bad so uh, the woman who plays lisa at a convention yeah Lee and, Smith. yes and and the uh, woman who plays um flanders wife at a convention as well and I'm sorry, I can't remember. No, no, can I? This is bad. So that, 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 that were the only the, the only people I met, and I heard that Matt Green was going to come over here for a uh, it, it was a thing called graphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was doing a talk, and I thought, look, I don't have to meet him, but if someone else met him, I'd be pissed. Right? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I contacted the editor, and he spoke to Matt Green's people, and they arranged that. I would um, uh, I would come and meet him at this thing at the Opera House. Um, so yeah, and it was it was lovely. It was really nice. He had no idea who I was, um, but I showed. How him dare he? How oh, dare no, he? Don't you know who I am? Um, so I think I did, it must have been pretty random. You go, oh, you, you know, you some like I'm in a foreign country, and I go, oh, my name's Dean. Hi, I work on Simpsons. Um, <laughs> oh, do you now? Yeah, yeah, and so, but uh, he was really, you know, really lovely. I have to say, the the whole issue with you know you shouldn't meet your heroes was um, with him was unfounded because he was really, yeah, really sweet and took a lot of time um, to, to chat and was really sweet. Yeah, so that's my story. Awesome. So yeah, but anyway, so but I also suck at Simpsons trivia. Good. So we're sure to have a good time right now. Uh, yeah, so I'm yeah. just going to read out a line from an episode and you're going to try yeah. and guess it. They're just from season five. So we've just talked about the whole season. I know okay. you were paying attention. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, should, now, so would what, it help if I did really poor impersonations of the characters? Uh, no, no, I'd like to let me try to do it first. Yep. I, I just come in the line and I'll try and guess the character. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> okay. Try and guess this character from this quote. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You <laughs> might remember me from such self, self videos as Smoke Yourself Thin and Get Confident, Stupid. Stupid? Oh, I Get Confident, Stupid. Is that from that season? That's awesome. Yeah. I love, I love that one. Obviously, it's Troy McClure. Yeah. And I do, um, I, I, I love that line. And it's something that I think about often, the whole Get Confident, Stupid. Oh, it's great. It's a great line. It's classic. Um, do you know what episode it's from? Uh, I'm assuming it's the one that you talked about when um, where Marge wants to get health, self help or help. No, the... Treehouse of Horror. Oh, is it? Using it, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, yep. Nice. All right, next one. <clears throat> you see, I have this friend named Joey Joe 
Joe Jr. Shabadoo. Homer is it Homer? Yeah, it's Homer. Um, it, it's the last temptation of Homer, and of course, the famous line that goes after that uh, is Mo going. That's the stupidest name I've ever heard. And a guy, random guy, NPC in the background, getting up and running out, crying. Joe, 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 come back. <laughs> okay, next one. Uh, <clears throat> you are not smarter than me. I'll see you in hell yet, Homer Simpson. <laughs> uh, is, is it Flanders? Technically, it's is the it devil, devil, but yeah, I'll give that to you. <laughs> okay. Um, that yeah, Homer's going. I'm smarter than the devil. I'm okay, smarter yeah, than the yeah, devil. Yeah. Okay, next one. Uh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything. Kent, forty percent of people know that. <laughs> <laughs> Just great writing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I don't know. Don't know. That's Homer know. when he's being interviewed head Homer. of the vigilante from Homer the vigilante. Oh, okay. yeah. All right, last one. You ready? Yeah. I've not gone well. Yeah. Okay. So there's two people in this one. You can name either okay. of them. So first person stepping on the second person's foot. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Second person oh, yeah. staring blankly. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's talking to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to put that <laughs> whole th- diatribe. In. No, that is so Cause I actually, I recently saw that one and that's, that's Cape fear. Yep. And yep. it's the uh, FBI agent in exasperated trying to get homer to uh to take on his new yeah his new name mm. was part of the witness protection program and it is a classic it's just a great it reminds me of those old laurel and hardy type routines Mm-hmm. That the whole who's on first, the classic who's on first thing, but yet yeah, yeah. that extended sequence that goes for too long that yeah. it has any right to and takes up a lot of airtime doesn't yeah, progress yeah. the story. But they give this joke the time to just breathe and naturally come across as this funny ah great bit yeah. again uh, character building. Homer's an yes. idiot characteristic, but anyway, yeah. and that's all we got. Oh, I was going to say, what I love about Homer and those kind of gags, because they, they really play on those gags throughout the years. What I love is, like, oh, Homer's dumb, and people laugh at, like, the characters themselves laugh at how dumb Homer is. But then it gets to the point where he's even more stupid than they can. And, and they kind of, like, they, like, look, like, do this side look at each other about, well, he, you know, I don't, like, on this silent, Phew, He's a, you know, he's really stupid here. I don't know. It's <laughs> masterful work. So. Uh, see, I thought that was the sort of the decline for, for me personally is where they started to rely too heavily on that. Like mm. it's funny when it comes out of the blue and you go, oh yeah, he is an idiot. But when he's an yeah. idiot for a full 20 minutes, it's like, ah, uh, yeah, we get oh, it. Okay. Like, be nothing, a little bit more yeah. subtle with it. But that's just me and I'm yeah, a narcissistic yeah. person. Anyway, Dan, you, uh, Dan, Dean, you got any uh, pluggables that you want to plug? Uh, oh, things, oh, things that people should buy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I've got a, uh, a new book out that I've illustrated, um, written by the amazing Magda Zabansky, and it's called Timmy the Ticked Off Pony and the Poo of Excitement. Awesome. So Where can you get that? Oh, anyway, uh, it's at Kmart, Target, book, bookstores, all over. So it's, a, it's great for that kind of like, you know, 
eight to ten year old kind of thing. It's about a, a famous pony, and cool. he gets excited and does a poo. <laughs> As all ponies should. How was it yeah. working with Magda? Did you just get the script and draw, or have you had contact with her? Yes, I had a meeting um, with her, and uh, yeah, she was really cool. It was quite hilarious. She kind of read through the entire book in character. Wow. So, um, if there's ever an audio book, she's got that sussed. Um, but um, so that was that. Uh, yeah, really. That was yeah. That was really fun. She's a very funny writer and a great project to work on. Of number twos in the can, and I should be um, should be getting the manuscript for the next one very soon. Fantastic. And can people get the comics that you illustrated and sometimes wrote at all on Comicsology yeah. or anyway? Yeah. So it's lots of if if they. Um, I'm just trying to think. If you go onto something like Comics Vine and look up Dean Rankin, R-A-N-K-I-E, it has all my list of the comics that I worked on, and it can tell you, you know, there's a, there's a there's about, I think I worked on about forty issues or something. Wow. Like that. Again, mostly backup stories, but um, yeah, it was absolute joy. Yeah, and you've also worked done. You had a story in a Hellboy anthology. If I'm... Yeah, I'd worked on a, um, a backup story in Hellboy. I've done a uh, cover for Rick and Morty. I did some stuff for Invader Zim. Um, I've been uh, Futurama, did something small in. Um, and there's a company called American Mythology who do a lot of retro kind of uh, comics. And I worked on Underdog, Rocky and Bullwinkle, um, uh, Oggy and the Cockroaches, that kind of thing. Awesome. So yeah, I've got, awesome. got lots of stuff around. I'm on Facebook if you like cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> GIFs, yes. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy them a lot. Yeah, uh, so yeah. yeah, Comic Vine, look up Dean Rankin and buy all his stuff because it's great. But this has been the Retro Trigger or Retro Trigger as people who don't like the word the say. Uh, we are a monthly podcast for now. Hopefully a little bit sooner we'll be a little bit more regular, but that depends on you. So if you want us to become more regular, be sure to tell your friends, share it on, on Facebook and everywhere and, and just get it tattooed to your forehead so people know where to go. Um, Thanks for lending us your ears and we'll be sure to abuse them again next month.